we've reached 20 episodes of the Hotbox, so you're very welcome to number 20, especially if this is your first Hotbox. Just a reminder that there's a very big archive building up of the hottest boxes here on jazzireland.ie, so you can have a dig around in that. About 30 hours of the best in jazz uh, from Ireland and, of course, from elsewhere worldwide. We try not to make any differentiation between the two because there is none. Uh, This time around, we're focusing a bit on two events that come at the end of October each year. The one is Venerable and Famous, uh, actually celebrating its 40th anniversary, I think, this year. And the other, a relative newcomer and a relative secret. Let me give you a clue as to what that event might involve.
Calabash uh, by Dennis Chang and his band with a style that I'm sure you recognise inescapably, the property of Django Reinhardt, one of the best-known figures in all of jazz and arguably the most important European musician in terms of influence on the worldwide development of jazz back in the 1930s and 1940s. And his music is still celebrated just about everywhere that jazz resonates, and indeed a few places where it doesn't. Some years ago, uh, an annual festival of Django-style music, gypsy jazz, jazz manouche, call it what you like, uh, it was started in Clock Jordan in County Tipperary and was known as Clocktoberfest. And if you'd like to read all about it, you must now check out our blog spot, just uh, recently posted, posted, I think, right at the same time as this hotbox, a really interesting piece um, from Clocktoberfest's founder, Lily De Silva. It's a good read, and uh, to cut a long story short, Clocktoberfest is, alas, no more but it has been reborn in Remelton, County Donegal, and it's now called Django sur Lennon. <laughs> Thank you. 
bit of Grieg there, Dance Norwegian, uh, brought to life by a Django disciple and frequent visitor to Ireland, the Australian guitarist Ian Date. Well, let's have a bit of uh, the man himself, Django himself. In the late 30s, of course, his reputation had extended well beyond Europe and many US musicians were queuing up to make his acquaintance and indeed play with him. Many of them asked Django, or was it the other way around, to play and record with them in Paris. And uh, here's a rare piece. It's with Benny Carter's orchestra, actually. It's just an octet, but it was called Benny Carter's orchestra and that included Django on guitar. I'm coming, Virginia.
Saturday Night Swing there, recorded in March 1938. Benny Carter with uh, Django Reinhardt on guitar, I'm Coming, Virginia. Well, a year later, Django recorded with the American trumpeter Rex Stewart in a quartet format, again in Paris, which was at that time Django's home, uh, just before the outbreak of Second World War, of course. This is the Stewart composition. It's called Low Cotton. Bigard was the clarinet player with uh, Rex Stewart on trumpet there and Django, of course, on guitar, uh, recorded in 1939. Well, without doubt, the most popular impression of Django is the Hot Club de France, where he was indelibly matched up with the violin virtuoso Stéphane Grappelli. It'd be very wrong indeed to admit 
to omit some of their music and equally wrong to omit to mention the considerable volume of Django's compositions, many of which still form part of the standard repertoire wherever jazz is played. Manoir de Merev, Nuage, Djangology, to name just three, and Minor Swing. <laughs> Thank you. 
I'd better confess, in case there are any real Django aficionados listening, that that wasn't the real quintet de Hot Club de France. It was rather brutally recorded in 1949 by Italian radio, uh, with an Italian rhythm section, whilst Django and Stefan were touring Italy. But it's a version of Minor Swing that I've always rather liked for its sort of stompy beat. So all of that, uh, jazz manouche, to pay tribute not only to a festival of such music, Django sur Lennon, uh, alive and well in Rameltan, County Donegal, with players literally from all over the world, but also to the lady who managed against some odds to create a festival and in many respects to find an enduring focus for this wonderful music, originally in Tipperary and now on the banks of the River Lennon up in Donegal. Lily de Silva is her name, and please, please, please read her story. It's in the blog spot here on jazzireland.ie. Now, by means of skilful production and creativity, here's how we cross over neatly to that other festival I mentioned at the top of the show. This is the John Lewis composition, Django, but played for us by Monty Alexander, who is featured a featured artist in the Guinness Cork Jazz Festival 2017. <laughs> Thank you. 
A truly marvellous version there of John Lewis's Django, uh, played by Monty Alexander with Hassan Shakur on the bass and Fritz Landsbergen on the drums. Monty, who is, of course, from Jamaica, uh, is, for my money, one of the swingingest piano players on the planet. And that doesn't mean that he lacks sensitivity, as you certainly could hear there. He's right up there with both Oscar Peterson and John Lewis. Well, let's have some more. This will swing you into bad health. One mint julep.
One Mint Julep there with uh, Monty Alexander's trio with Hassan Shakur on the bass and Herlin Riley, the drummer. Uh, Monty won't thank me for mentioning that he's 73 now, but at the very top of his game. In Cork uh, 2017, he's on a double bill with this lady. No stranger to performing in Ireland, I should say. Thank you. 
Bridgewater, whose uh, work has been so diverse it's really hard to describe. On the one hand, she's very obviously a torchbearer for the great heritage of the jazz divas, such as Ella Fitzgerald and Sarah Vaughan. On the other hand, uh, she's a tireless explorer of all sorts of musical traditions and new music. That was from a 2002 recording uh, of the music of Kurt Weill. And then there was this, recorded in 2007, when she recorded a whole album in Mali. She called it Red Earth.
Blue there from Dee Dee Bridgewater's album Red Earth, recorded as I said in Mali with Malian musicians. So, what to expect when you hear her live? Who knows? <laughs> it could be anything. Uh, there's been a long standing dichotomy in the Guinness sponsored Cork Jazz Festival, trying to match up the artistic elements uh, and the obvious requirement of its sponsor to appeal to younger audiences. And this balance, uh, literally a subject for argument since it was the Players Jazz Festival 40 years ago. Does anybody remember that? Um, it seems to have settled down a bit with three very distinct venues offering three very distinct styles of music. And you can hear, for example, the excellent Sue Reinhardt trio from Dublin uh, in the Triscoll, not to be missed, with Francesco Teresi uh, on the piano and Dan Bodwell on the bass. And you can also hear the aforementioned double bill with Dee Dee Bridgewater of Monte Alexander in the Everyman. What a treat.
Kenny Garrett there from his uh, 2012 album Seeds from the Underground. His own composition uh, reflecting uh, on his thoughts on the late pianist Jerry Wiggins, who was quite influential. Uh, he simply called the track Wiggins. Benita Gonzalez as the pianist there, Nat Reeves on bass and Ronald Bruner was the drummer. Kenny, of course, has a huge worldwide reputation. He started his professional life way back in the Duke Ellington Orchestra after Duke's death, be it said. And he then graduated through many of the great post-pop units, notably uh, that of Woody Shaw and uh, also another trumpeter, Freddie Hubbard. Uh, Kenny is not the only world-renowned saxophonist at this year's Corkfest. Um, there's Scott, Scott Hamilton, always a favourite with crowds here and in the UK. And he plays right down the middle stream. Thank you. 
tenor saxophonist Scott Hamilton, who was at the Guinness Cork Jazz Festival 2017 in a concert uh, with Ronnie Scott's All Stars, which is a unit led by that club's current musical director and house pianist, James Pearson. Ironic, really, because Hamilton's regular spot in London is the Pizza Express, which is just up the road from Ronnie's. Well, on that track, he was with John Pierce on the piano, Dave Green on the bass and Steve Brown on the drums' redoubtable rhythm section. Okay, time for this. Yes, Louis Armstrong telling us that it's time for the hot spot here in the hot box, checking out two new releases. The first of these is from guitarist Kurt Rosenwinkel, and it's a big departure for him, comprising mostly pop-like material, with much less reflection on his uh, very considerable guitar-playing chops and even some vocalising. So here's the opening track and the title track. It's called Capey.
Capey or Capey, I don't know how you pronounce it, C-A-I-P-I. I'm, I'm not at all sure what Kurt's intentions are with this recording since he's entered the M.O.R. world without, as it were, any warning. Maybe he's looking for more radio airplay in America or, or elsewhere, but it's quite a shock for his more traditional fans who know him as being somewhere towards the avant-garde. Uh, a friend who went to a concert by Kurt uh, a few weeks ago, it was uh, it was the music that he'd come to expect, so on the way out he bought the CD and got quite a surprise when he got it home. So if you like this sort of highly produced and smoother version of Kurt Rosenwinkel, then this album is for you. It's called Kaipi and it's on the Razdaz label. This is Ambrose Akin Muzair.
a short piece. I think it, it almost took the crowd by surprise. It was so short. Probably the shortest in the set, in fact. Response was the title of that piece, and as I'd hoped when selecting it, it certainly contrasts with the previous offering. Ambrose Akin Muzair's new album is on Blue Note label, and it's called A Rift in Decorum, live at the Village Vanguard. For me, uh, Ambrose is the most exciting trumpet player to have emerged in the last few years. His music uh, is very turbulent, as you could hear, very thoughtful, and I guess not that easy to get to grips with on first hearing. He's supported on the recording by Sam Harris on the piano, Harry Schraghaven on the bass, and my current favourite young drummer, Justin Brown. And if you like your jazz challenging, then this recording certainly for you. It makes a great contrast, doesn't it, to very strongly with the previous track. And, and that's what we're trying to do in the hotspot. That's kind of make, uh, in two tracks, just make the point that uh, jazz is a very broad church. Alas, uh, no new Irish releases this time around, but there's a rumour of some in the pipeline, so watch this space. It's almost time for me to close the lid on the hot box, so I thought we'd return to Jazz Manouche or Gypsy Jazz for a closer. As you will know, if you're a fan of this music, the Django-like lifestyle still circulates to some extent, with whole family dynasties devoting themselves to this music. This is one such, a famous one indeed, the Rosenbergs. Stoschello Rosenberg leading guitar with Nons Che Rosenberg on rhythm and Nonny Rosenberg on the double bass. And uh, this time around, just for good measure, they've allowed a non-Rosenberg in on the act, Bernard Berkhout on his clarinet. He's probably a brother in or something. Uh, no prizes for guessing who the composer is. <laughs>
tapping your feet during that one, you may already have died. Uh, Song Do Tom was composed by Janga Reinhardt and given a nice reading there by the Rosenbergs. Helping us celebrate the smaller of the two bank holiday festivals here in Ireland, Django Schurlenen in Ramelton, County Donegal. They have a good website worth checking out. Please also head for our blog spot to read Lily de Silva's entertaining piece on putting together a gypsy jazz festival. You can do that right away. And of course, the other guys have a monster website too, celebrating Guinness Cork Jazz 40th anniversary. We've really only scratched the surface of that one, uh, so check it out online for all the details. This has been the Hotbox number 20. I'm Donald Helm most of the time, so if you have been, thanks for listening.